0: Aaron Whitlow from the Markout Movie Podcast with
1: Brandon Spovey. <laughs> he shakes his head. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> I wonder. Uh, and uh, we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. Oh,
1: come on, Aaron. We got to do it better than that. Come on. let show some enthusiasm in here. Come on, Aaron. We are the
0: Markout Movie Podcasters.
1: Markout Movie Podcasters. Brandon is
0: Brandon's <laughs> at like 20 right now, and I'm at a defeated one. <laughs> and uh, on today's episode, we are going to be uh, talking about a little 1976 film by John Carpenter by the name of Assault on Precinct 13, not 12th, or not 15th or 14th, but 13th, and we're going to be talking oh, about 13. it. 13. 13. But before we get to that, boys and girls, ladies and gents, we have a little bit of what, Brandon? Movie news.
1: All right, uh, start with the first one. Uh, Hellraiser reboot officially moving forward with David Gores' team. Your thoughts on that, Aaron? Who's David Gores? Did I pronounce his last name wrong? Uh, Um, I know him. Didn't he do Suicide Squad?
0: I don't know. I don't know who did Suicide Squad. It's terrible.
1: Okay. Let me find him real quick. David Gore. Whatever his name is.
0: Maybe don't switch off of your laptop because you might lose video. I don't know. Can you see me? I can still see you.
1: All right. Yeah. uh, He did Dark City. He wrote that. Okay. Uh, Okay my thoughts on that. Batman Begins. He wrote that dark Knight, Batman versus Superman. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, and this is Hellraiser, right? Yeah. He's doing Hellraiser. I don't I mean, I'm, I'm all about Hellraiser being brought to a newer modern time. Maybe it would be a, I don't know. Cause I, I liked the first Hellraiser, but I really enjoyed the second one. And I hadn't really seen any of them after that. Just maybe i seen bits and pieces of them. But I'm not – I know I'm a horror guy, but Mm -hmm. come a little closer. Come a little closer, Brandon. Come a little closer. I don't really like Hellraiser. Oh, I see. Well, he also did – well, he directed
1: Blade Trinity as well, the third Blade film, which a lot of people do not like, I'm aware
0: of. (laughs) Uh, Nobody likes it. Uh, Actually, you know, when I first seen that movie, I didn't hate it.
1: Well, I mean, it's not as good as – Two, Uh I didn't care for much for the first one. I, I have a hard time with the first one. I don't know. I just maybe it's Steven Dorf. Even though I like him, I don't like him in the role.
0: I don't think yeah. you like Steven Dorf. It doesn't sound. I like do. You like I do. In
1: in judgment what? Night. He was okay. in Judgment Night. I go back to Judgment Night with Emilio
0: Estevez <laughs> you and you always and go Good back Judah to Judgment. And it's
1: Dennis Larry, man, I, I go back because I, I love
0: that movie. You know, I, I, I just. I think I placed Wesley Snipes in that movie for some reason, but he's not. In Judgment Night? Yeah, he's not. No, he's, he's not. not. There. He's not there. It's Cuba. I know it's Cuba. Uh, it ain't Wesley. I know it ain't Wesley.
1: You, think, you know, actually, I have to say this: Thank God it's not Wesley. <laughs>
0: you, don't it Wesley. you don't think it would work? You don't think it would have worked with Wesley? He's not as good of an actor as Cuba, even back then. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right.
1: What's your answer, plus He, he would never been second fiddle to Emilio Estevez. He wouldn't have had
0: that. Come on. You think Cuba Now would be second fiddle to Emilia? I mean, Cuba Now's you know second fiddle to everyone. Kinda. I mean, he, he's peaked. <laughs> he peaked around uh, radio, maybe. Yeah, I think that was the last time
1: he did uh, quality work until he did uh, the OJ show.
0: Yeah, that's true. Which I got to say, he didn't – in my opinion, he wasn't a good OJ. But, okay. I don't want to – but, hey, he David, like Schwimmer, him, no, I, David Schwimmer was perfect as, uh, as the uh, Kardashian guy.
1: I love that show. That show is amazing. I think everyone is good in that show. I can't yeah. just pinpoint one person. that's like – but, I mean, I liked him as uh, OJ. Just, he didn't uh, look nothing didn't, like OJ. No, no, but,
0: it's not about the look, but he just didn't – have the cadence of O.J. He didn't sound like an O.J. He didn't sound like O.J. I'm used to hearing O.J. play a uh, in, in Norbert. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to O.J. And so he didn't sound like him. But this is me digressing. I'm sorry. You go ahead. Uh, well, Hellraiser,
1: I mean, I've only seen the first film. I wasn't, like, the biggest fan of it. It has, it has great special effects with the gore and stuff when the guy's melting and everything. <laughs> That is awesome to watch, but at the same time I didn't no, pinhead, is that his name right? I I don't wanna get it wrong. He did nothing for me in the movie. He just walks around and talks pretty much. And lets his minions do the, the work. I don't know, I just for a horror icon, he literally does nothing. At least in that original movie.
0: I can only talk about the original
1: because it's the only one I've seen.
0: I hope Doug Bradley isn't watching the po- Well, I hope Doug Bradley is watching the podcast, but
1: uh, <laughs> well, if he is. I do apologize. We have such. But it is movie. my opinion that you didn't do much in that first movie. <laughs> I'm gonna tell like it is, Aaron. <laughs> he didn't do much. It'd be well, like Freddie just walking around talking not doing much and having some minions claw people in their dreams or something. I mean, or like Jason, not doing anything, but walking in the woods, you know, I mean, come on, do something pinhead. Even leprechaun did something in his movie.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. What's your next movie news,
1: man? (laughs) Oh, okay. McGruber, Matt Gruber. Is that how you pronounce it? Is it Matt Gruber or McGruber? It's it's McGruber. It's it's like, it's it's McGruber. It's
0: like, it's like MacGyver. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's a spoof. Anyway, his T V series may film this fall if, you know, the virus goes away. Well, <laughs>
0: just so, goes away. Well, fortunately like, I guess he I guess he can since Last Man on Earth didn't have a proper send off. So I guess he <laughs> can have another show. Uh which I like Last Man on Earth, even though he wasn't literally the last man on Earth. uh
1: false uh, advertisement,
0: huh? Well, it's a it's also a play on words like I wouldn't do this with you unless you the. if you was the last man on earth. Yeah. But Did you, yeah. I feel. But uh and and just yeah, it's so it was a fun show. But nevertheless, McGruber I didn't really care for the movie, so I really Say wouldn't what? watch it. Yeah, I didn't really care for the movie. I thought the movie was uh it had funny stuff, but it just mostly most oh I'm not a big Will Arnett guy. Other than other than um, other than what I just mentioned, uh, last minute on Earth*, I'm not a huge Will Arnett guy. I'm sorry, Willie. Will, uh, I'm sorry, Will Arnett. I apologize to your minions and legions and legions of fans. But I'm not. I would say say has millions. I would say it has thousands. You know. He might. I don't know how I many. He might have might millions. Be, I mean, There might be a, be, be, be a lot of Arn- Arn- Arnettites out there. I'm not an
1: Arnettite, as you put it. Weirdly, uh, but <laughs> I do like McGruber, even though I was told I probably would hate it. But I love that movie. I mean, when Chris Jericho and all those guys get blown up in the beginning, I think Jericho got
0: blown up in the beginning. I think it was, I forgot all about it. I know this. Big, show, like, no, was it big Show was a big show, was it was Great Khali? Was, was Booker T in it? It's, I feel like I'm not there's sure. a bunch of wrestlers. I Mark know great Khali was in it,
1: Mark, okay. oh, a bunch were and they got blown, blown up to pieces in like the
0: first. Five, ten minutes. Yeah, it was the it was the whole uh gag is that yeah. he had like a group of uh bad BA mercenaries, you know. Yeah. at the kind of like eighteen and yeah. they and they all die yeah. immediately.
1: So uh, I I was shocked when that happened because I was hoping at least Jericho would be in the movie a little bit more.
0: But you know. Well, at least we have Jericho and uh Bob reboot. So there you go. Le, the Le Champion. <laughs> but, he, plays, yeah, I, he plays a clansman in that movie, man. A clansman. Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's Chris Jericho. The second right. coming.
1: Chris yeah. Jericho. Moving on, uh, that, was, Brandon. that was 2008. But we can't move on because I haven't told what I thought. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for this. I, I'm, I'm so excited for McGruber. I'm so excited. I'm good. I'm so you- excited. Can't hide it.
0: <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right. Next one. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about today.
1: <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> you just got to go with it, Aaron. I'm going with it. I mean, you told me you've been looking for this all week. I
0: was. <laughs> Until now, <laughs> no <point. laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, go ahead. All
1: right. Nick Offerman. Is open to joining the MCU is Taika Watiti? Is that his last name?
0: Taika. Taika yeah. Watiti. Yeah. Mr. Waikiti. No, uh, no. This man involved. has won. This man has won the Academy Award. Get his name right. Taika Watiti. Taika <laughs> Watiti.
1: Mr. Titty, I got it. <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it. Okay. The director of Thor, Ragnarok. I got it.
0: I got it. <laughs>
1: what did he win the Academy Award for?
0: <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. He won did, for Jojo did, Rabbit. he directed, Yeah, he directed Jojo Rabbit. I think it won a uh, best I, uh, adaptation. Parasite won? Parasite won for the best picture. Uh, what did he win? He, I think he won for best uh, adapted. A uh, film or something, maybe uh, he won something. That feels like a false award. Adapted film is adapted from a is adapted from a short story or a novel. Ah, uh,
1: well. Anyway, Nick Offerman, you know who that is, right? Ron no. Swanson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my
0: God, he doesn't know his name. <laughs> he doesn't know his name. I'm 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 seeing where they won. You you messing me up? There's a rabbit um, award. Well well well. Academy. 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 Aaron's having an orgasm over there. <laughs> this is for children, man. Is All it right. though? All right, he won. Uh, best adapted screenplay, Taika Waititi, uh, for Jojo Rabbit. Waititi, Waititi, Waititi. Man, I'm gonna have to learn that. You got to. He did Thor <laughs> Ragnarok. He was in Thor Ragnarok as the one little yeah. uh, rock creature guy. He was like, he well, was,
1: that was like,
0: great. He was great in that role. He he's, he also did uh, what we did what we do in the shadows. as his thing. Taika Watiti is all over the place. And the guy, Taika, Taika, Wa, Wa, Titi, Titi. I
1: feel like I'm going back to grade school learning. I don't know. I don't want to say he's the wrong, you know. I don't. Anyway, what are your thoughts on Nick Offerman being open to joining the MCU if he's involved in
0: the movie? I'll be open only if he joins as Ross Swanson.
1: Oh no, Aaron!
0: Aaron, no, you can't do that. You can't It'd be, talk it'd be hilarious. Down. It'd be hilarious. You and can't talk It'd be hilarious if Ron Swanson is a superhero. Come on. Come and on. He'll, and he'll Ron literally. Swanson is a superhero. And he'll Come literally on. and he will literally do nothing. He would just be like, "Hey, Ron, you can save this uh, person from falling off a building. I know I can, but I won't. Thank you. Good girl. Everybody, bye." <laughs> Please Always go thanks. back to Good Girl. Well, I'm oh, I'm hoping
1: he does join. I mean, I haven't seen anything this guy's done but uh, Parks and Rec, but he was my favorite part of that movie, show, I should say. Um, as you know, um, one of my favorite characters of all time. He's number two. He's number two. Couldn't beat out Dawson Leary, but he is number two. And it's like. He's what have more. I gotten myself into today? <laughs> I don't know. I look forward to it if he does join um, as who, whoever. I mean, it's it's freaking Ron Swanson. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'd be good to see. Uh, uh, I'm sure he'd be Nick a comical opening.
1: character. I mean.
0: I don't know. Like in Dev or whatever, he plays a, a more a serious role, it seems like. Uh, but I, I've only watched a little bit of the first episode. It just wasn't something that interested me. Like, uh, say, Ozark, which is I'm on season three right now. I know. You I'm,
1: think they're stupid people.
0: <laughs> oh, man. They make Eddie Is that the Irish. Jason Bateman show? Yeah. He directs it. He's got it two shows. He directs it.
1: Hmm. I know he's got two shows. He's doing that Stephen King show as well, The Outsider.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know that. And what's, yeah, what's he's, your... he's, he's, it's on HBO, I think. I don't have that. <laughs> I thought you had it. No. I'm poor, Brandon. Poor. Okay. Unemployment. All
1: right.
0: All right. I know. We're all
1: unemployed. I mean, (laughs) for the most part. I've been unemployed for five years. I mean, you know, it is what it is. No. Let's not get into that. That's that's serious stuff. Let's get into this. All right. (laughs) Ronda Rousey. Done with WWE after fake fight comment your thoughts is she done is it a work is it a shoot
0: i don't care about ronda you just rousey. want to slap
1: her i mean i just want to slap no. her and, and go to the hospital later
0: but <laughs> i don't want to slap ronda rousey i'm going to go on record right now to say that men should <laughs> not slap women uh especially ronda rousey because she would probably break a limb of yours well, but- she
1: wouldn't have to break too much out of me because my back's already pretty much broken so there you go then i have to say why am i slapping ronda rousey I'll go on the record and say I will
0: never slap Ronda Rousey. You seen when the or guy any woman. You seen or when any the guy woman. listen, you seen when the guy got into the ring and tried to come out the and drop kick Bret Hart for the Hall of Fame yeah. and then Ronda's husband got in there and tackled dude to the ground real quick? Yeah, yeah. don't slap Ronda Rousey because that would be you. Well, I can't ground. run, so uh, it'd be very. Stupid it'd be me easier. To slap it'd be easier for him to scoop you up and put you on the ground.
1: Oh, and really it really break mean, you back. Oh, it, it would take much. I'm telling
0: you. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, don't break. Don't. No. 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 I mean, uh, uh, as far as Ronda Rousey is concerned, uh, I did like her small time in WWE. I thought that she was she wasn't used right, um, and I <laughs> think that she wasn't marketed right. I'm WWE sorry. is WWE's terrible with that. Uh, um, if you want to hear more about what I think WWE says? Please go to our Anchor FM website channel there and listen to my rant on Vince McMahon firing a lot of talent this past week. Tommy
1: Dreamer agrees with that, by the way, him firing uh, all those people.
0: Did Tommy keep his job? I guess.
1: No, Tommy's not there. He he has his his own little independent wrestling company. Yeah. Oh, he's okay with it because he's going to grab a couple.
0: <laughs> I understand. I understand. But listen, Tommy Dreamer was never my favorite in ECW. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I
1: did something. I did
0: something. Uh-oh. Oh, how the to... – Taz has always been my favorite in ECW. Okay, okay. No. I don't know what you did, Brandon.
1: I don't know what I did either.
0: <laughs> I'm still but recording. It's... This is all going to be on the episode. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just
1: – Okay. I mean you just you go ahead,
0: uh I don't I have see- movie I don't have movie news. How am I gonna go ahead? <laughs> what did you do, Brit? I, I just can't see myself. I see you. Because you gotta click the little uh uh you gotta click to the, the uh what's the name the uh stop or start video. Right on the left-hand side at the bottom, you'll see something that says stop video or start video. It probably has an next video. One. It says hide video. Well, don't hide video. Yeah, I just hit it. <laughs> I, I see it. you. Anyway. All right, I'm good. I'm back. <laughs> Brandon, I think it's time to move on from movie news.
1: Oh, we got one more. We got one more. Of course, you're going to get upset if i pronounce his name wrong. I'm just going to say War Machine from the MCU may be done as his contract expired after Endgame. Your thoughts?
0: Don Cheadle? Yeah, Don. Don, Mr. Don. How kids you mispronounce Cheadle? Cheadle. (laughs) That's fine. Don Don Cheadle needs to move on. I'm honestly wanting to see where they go forward, and I'm not really interested in revisiting any of the older characters. Now, Thor – I like to do dynamic with Thor and then Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy, so I'm glad to see them and revisit them. But Don Cheeto, aka War Machine, uh, was such a minor character to me that I really can care less if he's done with it. I thank him for his time and his service, but honestly, just not that deep for me. For he is, you know, um, this I, like I don't know. I like uh, Anthony Mackie a little bit better with uh, Falcon. I thought he was cool. Uh, uh, of course, I like. I'm trying to think of who else. Who who's the new uh, Captain America? Is it is it Anthony Mackie?
1: Yeah, that's him.
0: Malcolm, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I liked him. And of course. Uh, just more people. Bucky. I like a more. I just I never really was big. I loved his his dynamic with Tony. But with Tony not there, there's no use for him. No use for War Machine? No use for War Machine.
1: Shocking, Aaron.
0: Shocking. I'm a shocking individual. Yes, you are.
1: Indeed. All right. Your thoughts. I could care less, really. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I. I Never really cared for War Machine in the movies. I had a friend that actually loves the character, uh, but uh, me personally, he didn't do nothing for me. Um, I wasn't there for, for War Machine, sadly. Nobody was. I, now, here's the thing. Uh, the actor that played so, him in the first movie, first Iron Man.
0: His uh, name was, is – I'm going to help you out here. Yeah, I don't – That was um, – I'm trying to think. Of, I see his face. I'm trying to think of his name. He's on Empire. He's on Wayward, Wayward Falls. Wayward, Wayward Pines. Pines. Wayward, Wayward Pines. Uh, oh, um, he said Maine a lot. Come on, Maine. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, why am I drawing a blank on this guy? Um, Terrence Howard the third. There you go. Yeah. I didn't have to look him up. I just had to look through my mind.
1: I like yeah. him better. Even though he never
0: got to put on the suit. Yeah. <laughs> he well, was promised, but never got to put on the suit. No, he didn't he screw he it up himself. He screwed that up, so
1: uh depends who you believe. They have two different stories of what happened, so I don't know. I'm hearing All voices.
0: Right. I'm hearing voices. <laughs> and it's officially went crazy. I'm hearing <laughs> talking. But I'm not seeing where the talk is coming from. What are they saying, sir? I don't hear them. Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't hear it exactly. It's like it's like garbled and jarbled. But anyway. He just uh, said he heard them. Let's, <laughs> move, let's move on to movie news, because we're going to try to keep this episode under an hour, guys. Yeah, yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh we are reviewing today for those as wondering what we're reviewing it is a little known movie called assault on precinct 13 uh let me go ahead and pull up my i got my tablet right here all right so i'm going to read the synopsis from imdb an unlikely, an unlikely partnership between a highway patrol officer, two criminals, and a station secretary is formed to defend a defunct Los Angeles precinct office against a siege a siege by a bloodthirsty street gang. This came out in 1976. It's rated R, and it's an hour and 31 minutes. This is considered an action, crime, and thriller. And... It uh, is directed by John Carpenter, written by John Carpenter, and stars Austin Stoker, Darwin Justin, Laurie Zimmer, and many more, which I'll get to that in a minute. But Brandon's first going to hit us up with a little bit of the numbers. Numbers.
1: All right. All right. It has a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Metacritic gives it a 89%, 90% like this on Google. Now we go to Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 98% on the tomato meter and an 80% audience score. So, there we go. There's the numbers. Yay! I couldn't, I couldn't get box office numbers because apparently it didn't go to theaters. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just didn't have it. it had the remake, but not the original.
0: I imagine it it might have something to do with, I don't know, a little ice cream truck scene, perhaps. (laughs) Maybe that's what – legend has it that John Carpenter had the scene in, showed it to the MPAA, and the MPAA uh, advised him he needs to cut it. So he cut it out of the – he cut it out the movie, spliced it back in, spliced it out, sent them that. They gave him the radar approval, and then once he got the film – back he spliced it back into the film and put in the put it in the theaters with that scene in it because you know what? it sounds Carpenter. like John.
1: That is John Carpenter. Screw you people. I'm making my own movie. Yeah. How I see fit. Yeah it sounds like him. He's he anti authority.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he really is. Um that's why I love him. Um but yeah, so uh this movie uh you said it a few times brandon if it it does feel uh, almost like night of the living dead in a sense of like um a play or or, a siege the siege felt more like zombies almost more more than like a street gang like the the gang didn't really speak they were all kind of silent they were and and they just pop up and then they shoot them like 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 shooting targets It, it was the loudest one of the loudest movies uh it just had a lot of glass breaking and gunshots and stuff like that it was like literally the soundtrack i had a guest over at that point trying uh, my wife was having a guest to help her out doing something and i just kept apologizing i was like i'm sorry for all this violence on the screen you know but she did miss the ice cream truck scene which i will get to that in a minute brandon um what did you think about the uh, main <laughs> actor, uh, Austin Stoker, aka Ethan Bishop? He was Bishop. the, he was the Bishop, guy. Bishop, uh,
1: yeah, was more memorable for me. Uh, I mean, I you're gonna hate me, Aaron. <laughs> you're gonna hate me. And I hate myself for feeling this way. Uh, I just felt all these characters were underdeveloped. Uh, i hate it i hate myself for feeling it i love john carpenter he's number two for me only behind spielberg um i hate feeling this way i wanna (laughs) Aaron's gonna tear up but no i just felt that it was underdeveloped and um while we were watching the movie beth was doing trivia (laughs) because that's what she does and um I just lost the screen, uh, but anyway, he <laughs> he um he said he was inspired by Night of the Living Dead for this movie, but instead of zombies, he wanted it to be a street street gang. I'm I'm cool with that, but I just felt like the cops were underdeveloped. Uh, the the inmates, except for Bishop, I, I like Rocky, not Rocky, but Apollo what?
0: Creed's trainer was in the movie. Well, you meant uh, Napoleon Wilson was the other uh, inmate.
1: Yeah, was, I liked uh, him, but he was—he knew he was going to die. If he went out, and he went out anyway.
0: <laughs> Just. Yeah, you know. you, you're right. Uh, Wales is Tony Morton uh, Burton, who plays Apollo Creed's uh, trainer in uh, yeah. Rocky. Uh, so it was
1: good to see him. It really was good to see him. It was good for me to see. see
0: uh, Nancy keys, uh, AKA Nancy Loomis. Yeah. Uh, she must've changed her name after Halloween because she's like, you know what? I don't want to be associated with the Loomis name, you know, cause, um, she now goes by keys. Maybe she got married and changed her name. I'm not sure. But she, Maybe. I think at the time, uh, I think at the time uh, that they, they made this, uh, she might have been dating Kurt Russell, uh, because I think at the time that she like she was in a relationship, I believe with Kurt Russell. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it was during this film or during Halloween, but around that time frame, she um, she dated Kurt. Um, but um, and it makes sense because Kurt was like in one of John Carpenter's earlier films, uh, the Elvis movie. He played Elvis. Yeah, he and did. So, um. But yeah, it just it was it was good for me to see her. It's also good for me to see Charles Cyphers, Stalker, uh who was um you you might know him from uh Halloween as uh Sheriff, Sheriff uh Brackett, right? Yeah. Don't let me get that wrong. Hey, I'm a Sheriff fan. Brackett. Yeah, okay. All right, good. I didn't want to get that wrong, man. Um ooh, I can't wait to see him in Halloween kills. Um but anyway, uh it just was good to see these people, which you corrected me, and I'm glad you did. Uh, <laughs> uh, because they aren't Halloween alum. They are now Halloween alum, but at this point they've been a salt alum that uh, was t- returning to do Halloween. You know, uh, John John is like many other uh, directors that like to use the same talent in a l- little bit of everything, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in which, like Dick Miller and... Um, Joe Dante. Joe Dante loves using. God rest his soul. But enjoyed using Dick Miller. And like I think he's in almost every single one of his little movies. Um, but um, yeah, uh, it was just. It felt really good, man. Familiar to see these people. But yes, I agree. I think the street gangs in themselves was very under underdeveloped. Like, oh and, yeah. And their motivation. I don't remember this at the beginning of seeing this back when I seen it like years ago, the whole shootout at the very beginning, I didn't realize that happened. Maybe I totally glossed over that. And I thought maybe that they were just attacking it for no reason, but that's, I guess that's why they're attacking it. Cause the police shot up the gang members.
1: I don't know. You, I don't know. I think the reason they attacked the police precinct was because of the father of the girl which we haven't got to yet, uh, shot what I presumed was the leader of that gang. And they just followed him into the precinct and Mm. shot it up. And he had nothing to do for the rest of the movie. He was like in shock after that. And I don't know. I just felt a lot of the characters were underdeveloped. But... then yeah. you have to think of when it was made, nineteen seventy six, I believe. Uh, low budget, you know, he didn't have a lot to work with. So I have to think about that too. So um, I don't know. I just I felt I was watching Night of the Living Dead, but without
0: zombies. I agree. Um, now the uh, I believe the little girl. I think her name was, uh, I want to say her name was Kim Richards, uh, the late, the real lady who played her. Um, the one, I know that uh, Carpenter mentioned, yeah, it's Kim Richards. So she was a Disney star. She's a Disney actress at the time that she got this role. Uh, she was in Escape to Witch Mountain in 1975. I think that she was on Return. She might have even been in Return of Witch Mountain with uh, The Rock. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I never seen that movie, so I wouldn't know. Um, (laughs) I thought they said they mentioned it. I'm looking to see if it's yeah, Return of Witch Mountain. She's in there. Um, uh, I've seen it. uh, So she was. uh, But she was a Disney actress, you know, as a kid, and so that was one of the most controversial thing is. They used to say that Carpenter killed Disney, uh, and 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 let's uh, so let's go ahead and get to this the the scene that changed the action over. Now first, before leading to that scene, um, when the gang members are going, are, are going around uh, town uh, scoping out victims, I hated that feeling. I hated when they had the sights set on like. The hobo man, the the wino or the old woman carrying groceries and stuff like that. It's just – it's a scary thing because that thing really does happen, especially, you know, I remember several years ago, there was a guy that was on Facebook Live talking about he was just going to kill the next duty, next person he sees, and he ended up killing the older black guy that was just walking around his neighborhood uh, waiting for food to get ready for Easter. And, uh, and he – Shoots them and kills them live on uh, on on uh, Facebook Live, which is terrible. So that's so watching that scene, it really was shocking for me. Not so much shocking, but just I felt like that was um, it was very uncomfortable, is what I meant.
1: Yeah, but I agree. Uh, I guess my problem with this movie is it feels like Halloween as well, with the uh,
0: I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> All right, uh, you got to answer your phone call. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Hello. All right, Brandon had to take a quick intermission. He had to take a call. Now back, Brandon. What were we saying? <laughs> we were getting to the
1: little girl. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, we were getting to that. I said it kind of felt like Halloween for me.
0: Yeah, and I wanted so to, they, I wanted some explanation to that. So yeah.
1: Okay, uh, just with the gang, how they randomly attacked people, like it just felt like Michael to me, how he randomly attacked people, and then when you know I can't remember, I want to say it was Nancy Loomis. Speed kills. Uh, they did that little thing there. Then he was boom, and uh, he 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 just he zoned on them. He, they became targets. And it's kind of like with the gang when you know the little girl shows up, uh, they kill her. The father kills the main guy. They target him, and he goes into precinct. So it just—I don't know. There's little things I saw, ran, random acts.
0: that reminded me of Halloween. I didn't. I didn't get a Halloween vibe from it at all. Uh, I got more of a. Um, I got more of a uh, western feel to it. It felt like a shoot 'em up. Uh, shootout type of western, okay, corral that. type of thing. Uh, I I felt that it was a um, I get I did get the zombie influences with the Night of Living Dead. I got a lot of that, uh, but uh, I I didn't get the Halloween vibe on it, um, which Halloween is just my most iconic film of all time that I really love. But uh, um, I would say that with this one that he uh, I don't know so so this it was pretty much it was not as as exciting uh, the first 15-20 minutes man is actually pretty pretty dull, dull in my opinion uh, you know like you had the shootout at the beginning with the cops and yeah. the gangs uh, where they were like shot like fish in a barrel essentially uh, and uh, then you have the blood right Passage thing with the gang leaders, but I guess they all come together and form a super gang to take on, like, to bring habit. Uh, And so then the uh, gang leader, uh, I love the scene with the ice cream truck, uh, with the guy in the ice cream truck, that he's kind of um, watching, like, watching his rearview mirror and watching the car and stuff like that. I thought that there was really very uh, it has some very nice uh, – uh, what's the term um, I'm looking for? Like it caused you angst, ang, angst you know what I'm saying? Um, I thought it had is very – Is your phone? Yeah. Okay, i was make sure it wasn't mine. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it had very nice uh, angst or, or created uh, suspense is what I was think, thinking. So it had a great suspense. But that scene, like, so the little girl goes to the ice cream truck and gets her ice cream. An ice cream truck guy, instead of giving her the twist that she wanted, it gave her just simple, plain old vanilla. Yeah. yeah I guess the twist would have been uh, chocolate and vanilla, I assume. I don't know.
1: But she didn't notice it until, like, further down. She licked it. And- if I'm not mistaken. It's like it's not the twist. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know what the
0: twist would have been. I, I don't know what the twist is either.
1: But I right. got a question for you about this scene. Uh, did you think the ice cream man was an undercover cop? No. I felt I, he was an undercover
0: cop. I don't I, know. But, I just felt. I just felt that way. way I, uh, I mean, I, in a different world, he could have been, but I think that he was just an ice cream truck driver in L.A. <laughs> that uh, that. Packed a gun because I don't know why he packed a gun. I don't know. It it, it seems like a weird ice cream truck guy I wouldn't go yeah. to. I wouldn't have my children go to. Like one of those creepers, <laughs> creeper truck drivers. But, but but I don't know about a cop, though. Well, it's just the way when she – he said he was closed. You know,
1: maybe he was just maybe scared of it. Maybe he was. Uh, maybe he was just scared, though. I mean, because he saw the, the car – patrolling back and down the street. I don't know. It just felt like when I saw the gun, I was like, I think he's an undercover cop. Patrolling these people.
0: I felt like he was... I could be off,
1: but I I just felt that way.
0: I felt that he was uh, uh, just probably trying to protect the child to have her get away because she felt like something bad was going to happen. Yeah. Um, That could be it too. I mean... But poor child. Uh, So... She walks back to the. At this point, she walks away, and as he's sitting there, uh, the gang members pop up, and uh, uh, I don't know if they stab him or shoot him. Shoot him. They shoot him, and yeah. then like uh, at this time, they have a silencer on the gun, and the little girl pops up and says, uh, "I asked for a twist. This is regular vanilla," and he just the gang member didn't even look at her, just pointed a gun and shot her. Yeah. And uh, and she falls backwards, and then like they leave, and the father sees him, sees her down on the ground. Them speed off, and the father, the ice cream truck guy, was like, "Hey, there's a gun." His dying words: "Grab my gun, (laughs) or whatever." So he gets the gun, and I didn't see this scene where they he killed the gang leader. Yeah, I guess I missed it. Yeah, he
1: followed them at night. Uh. Caught up with him at night, anyway, in a deserted area, and shot the main one. Uh, then ran off, and they followed him. Then it was like thirty gang members. It just exploded, and just, I, like Night of the Living Dead. It just, they all came.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, and in this, so in the in the in another correlation between this and Night of the Living Dead, is the lead actors in the film. In both films, was African American men, uh, and uh, and I kind of got that feel of uh, from Nightly Living Dead because of this. Like the uh, main dude uh, Bishop uh, is yeah. like an African American guy, and uh, in uh, in uh, Nightly Living Dead, uh, the main guy from Night of Living Dead is African American guy, and th- and that was controversial then because it was like one of the first times a lead in a in a movie. In a horror movie, it was a black guy that you know, like that, and and you know. Were yeah. You, you looking it up? I uh, I think you're wrong
1: about something, but I'm just making sure. Well, you
0: look? You checking Heat of the aren't you?
1: No, I'm not checking in Heat the Night. I know about that. <laughs>
0: uh. No, I guess I guess you're right. What, what were you checking? I'm curious now. <laughs> they switched it up
1: in the remake. Okay. That's weird. Uh, the K- Bishop character, I thought he was the white guy, uh, the, the M8. Because no. I'm pretty sure Lawrence Fishburne's Bishop in the remake. But uh, I could be wrong about yeah, that you, too. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: I just, yeah. I thought Bishop was the black guy in the remake.
0: Oh, yeah, no. No, they switched it up because they can't be just like the same. Uh, but anyway, um, I just like that. And then, like, so when uh, the gangs fall onto the precinct, and there just happened to be a precinct that is closing down anyway and relocating to another precinct, and so it doesn't have a lot of resources and things like that. Um, and so, He was being
1: punished. Do you think he's being punished?
0: Maybe. I feel like there's somebody out <laughs> front here. Uh I'm gonna pause this, and we're gonna come right back. All right. welcome back. I'm back. You're back. We're all back. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, what? What was
1: that? Oh, I
0: don't know. <laughs> nervous energy. Uh, Why are you nervous? Everything makes me nervous. You oh make my God. Me nervous. Um. As my granddaughter would say, but I it, was the nervous one. God. Doing this
1: thing on video was made me nervous.
0: Well, I'm glad that you have calmed down, but... I lost it again. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is going to be the most of our podcast is Brandon losing the feed (laughs) and coming back to it. But uh, you're back now, Brandon? I am, I am. All right. Jeez, Brandon. I'm not touching
1: the laptop anymore. (laughs) Because every time I touch it, something goes wrong.
0: So, anyway... Yes, sir. uh, (laughs) The the, uh, idea of the gang's... Uh, well, the inmates helping out the uh, yeah. cops uh, was, uh, I don't know, it just, I thought it was cool for the time being, you know, but obviously you wonder, as a cop, can I really trust his inmate? And then as an inmate, can I really trust his cop? Who's to say that this cop, you know?
1: Yeah, I think they did that better in the remake. Yeah, I had Of to Lawrence it. Fishburne and Ethan Hawke, because they didn't trust one another at all throughout that movie. But, uh. I guess the reason, and I hate saying this, because I love Carpenter. The reason I enjoy the remake better is because I felt, you know, the dirty cops had a purpose in the movie, where I didn't really feel the gang. There's dirty cops.
0: See, I don't even remember that in the remake. Yeah, it
1: was, it was dirty cops. The lake Ron and he was part of it. Oh man, he was a, he was good in that movie, but he was a dirty cop as well.
0: Uh, but, He's always doing something, except for in Tommy Boy. Yeah. For most parts he always played was, like, underhanded. He's really good at playing the bad guy. The yeah, I mean, player, he was. Bron-
1: I don't really look at him as a bad guy on first blood, though. I think he looked at John Rambo, and I hate to get off topic, but he just he looked at him as a director, like a guy that was going to cause problems. You know, I, and he took it too far. And he – Ultimately, should have died, but he didn't because of the the colonel. The but anyway, back to this. Uh, I just felt these uh, gang members didn't, you know, really have a goal, a purpose. It's it's where it really lost me. They just, they acted out of random. And um, I don't know, uh, James Wan in the death sentence did it better, I guess, in that aspect. He made a similar movie to Sodom Precinct 13 with that movie.
0: I've never uh,
1: seen it. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's good. A lot of people compare it to Death Wish. But I, I actually, now watching this, compare it to De- – I saw it on, on Precinct 13 because the father witnesses his child get killed by the I've never game. seen
0: it. Should I see this? Is it on somewhere Oh, somewhere yeah, somewhere? you should
1: definitely see it. Don't it, tell
0: – don't spoil it then. Kevin Bacon's in it. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like uh, – I'm, I'm, I'm a bacon guy. So, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, yeah like, I, I – I think James Wan saw that particular scene and created a movie out of it, and mm. it was death sentence. Uh, so, yeah. Now, I like... When they kill a little girl, I was like, and the cop, not the cop, but the father sees it. I like that aspect that he's wanting revenge on them, and he gets it to a degree, uh, then he runs off to the, pre, the police station, and then, like, 30 gang members show up, like zombies, you know they don't talk. They just show up. Yeah, that was the weirdest just, part to me. It just it, it lost me in in that moment. It's like okay, this has turned into Night of the Living Dead, except they're not zombies. So I I don't know. I didn't hate the movie. I just was disappointed
0: in the movie. Well, it's probably not one of Carpenter's best work. You know, as far as like, it's not one of my favorites of John's. Yeah. Uh, uh, that would be. Obviously, just top five, Halloween, uh, uh, The Thing, uh, They Live, uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China, and I'm trying to think of um, maybe Christine. I don't know, because I also like their original Fog. So, um, but he had so many movies is like, it's not even really uh, – it's like, you know, they have – he has so many movies, like, that he's yeah. done. I, I even like memoirs of the Invisible Man. I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I actually dug it. Um, but – I like his last movie he did, The, the award. See, I haven't seen that. I've a lot of people don't
1: it. like it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think – I love the score in this movie, though. I think that's the best part of the movie is the score. It, it's – I mean, it's John Carpenter. Of course, the score's going to be good. It's yeah, going to awesome. be, be awesome. It's going to be amazing. So, uh, I mean, I just – I hate it. Like, I like Ghost of Mars. I, I saw a little bit of Ghost of Mars in this, even though this would have inspired Ghost of Mars. Yeah. Like, like you know, if they weren't a gang. They I don't know what they were in, in I Mars. Don't, I don't know
0: what they but were. They
1: reminded me of the gang in Assault and Precinct 13.
0: Ghost of Mars, uh, just refresh my memory, uh, I know Ice Cube's in it, and... Uh, Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, nah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Shue. Shue.
1: Na- Na- Natasha Henstrich. Yeah, I don't know why uh, I said
0: Elizabeth Shue. And then... Pam uh, Greer's also in yeah. it. But Jason I them. Statham. I remember them on a train, right? Is it yeah. a train or something? Yeah. You know, are they trying to make it through this territory? Like, like he has movies that's kind of a similar theme, of trying to make it from point A to point B. Yeah. You know, and uh, get through this conflict. So, like, it's a, it's like... Uh, escape from New York or Escape from L.A. It's like, start you here. You got to go through all this to get over to this point. Big Trouble in Little China felt like, you know, so he has the same reoccurring themes in a lot of his or motifs, I guess, in a lot of his films. Yeah. Um, but someone online was talking about uh, Assault on Precinct 13 and says uh, that they felt that Dread was very much inspired by Assault on Precinct 13. Uh, because of the whole uh, aspect of I can see that being I can see uh, that. being stuck in a place and you gotta survive to make your way. Except, but in this case, it's being stuck on the inside of a uh, housing complex, yeah. and you're trying to survive to get through it without uh, you know. Which I, I I actually dug dread. I know you didn't so much, but I, I liked I it. I liked well, I it. Just, I thought it was one, a really great movie.
1: I think it's the char- – I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the world, the character. I, I don't know. I, I try to read the comic books, too. I just – I couldn't get into them. So, I, I think it's just everything about it. I just I, – I don't connect.
0: <laughs> you know? But did you connect uh, with uh, Sly's dread at all? Or
1: I connected with him. I mean, it's Sly. <laughs> Anything Stallone does, I'll connect with because it's him. I like him. I have a connection with Stallone. Um, I mean, I even connected with Oscar.
0: Come on. Oscar
1: you connect with stop or my mom will shoot I did connect with stop or my mom will shoot oh man yeah you know looking back that movie I mean that movie's not good (laughs) it's not but but it is a guilty pleasure I enjoy watching it you know Mm -hmm. it's like you know it's bad but you you can't help but like it
0: I mean you. you know I feel you (laughs) Uh, but yeah so pretty much uh, in a nutshell this film uh, uh, the gangs keep and that's pretty much what my biggest dislike about this film is it's that's all it really is is them stuck in the police station Uh, first they see the one cop go outside he gets shot and then she's like oh such and such fell down you know, and he didn't get up, and then the cop goes out there to check on him, make sure he's all right, and then he gets shot at, and then he's like, realize he lets them know, hey, uh, they're shooting at the, you know, they're shooting, and and people are stuck in this police station getting shot at and stuff like that. And the whole movie essentially, rest of the movie is that, yeah. um, and uh, and you know, and then um, uh, man, I'm trying to get his name, the dude from uh, uh, Rocky. Um where give me your which name, dude the one guy in this movie that is in Rocky. Who'd he play? In I Rocky. Can, I can I can probably tell you. <laughs> the who else is in this movie, Brandon? That was in Rocky. Brandon. Paul. Oh,
1: Paula Creed's trainer, yeah. Brandon. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, it, I can't explain. There's no excuse. <laughs> I should have
0: I, yeah, Wells. Wells is his name in this movie. So, uh, he uh, essentially goes through the top, the sewer, I guess, and, like Ninja Turtle style, and comes out, and uh, and and makes it to a car, and thinks he's making it to freedom, and the gang member is waiting in the back of the car, which is so yeah. dumb. It's so dumb because anybody would know that, it'll know. One for two reasons. One urban legend though. Always check the back seat of your car. It is true. It is true. (laughs) We learned that in the movie Urban Legend. But this but also, um it just was his job that the new lieutenant of the gangs was like, Hey, Sanchez, you wait in the back of the car just in case someone comes and gets in the car. So throughout the whole Shooting gets seen and people shooting and fighting and bullets flying and blood and guts and pee and puke, all that stuff happening. This guy's in the back of the car like this, waiting. That was his job, The wait. That was his job. And then, like, he's like, oh, oh, somebody's getting in now. Great. Now it's my time to shine. And the dude celebrates, yes, I made it. I made it. And then they're like, he made it. He made it. I'm like, no, he didn't. And all of a sudden, Pow. And he gets killed. And then, like, who shoots – I miss this. Who shoots the utility guy on the pole? What – because the cops, like, it's raining and it's like, blood yeah. drops. Who who kills him, the gang or what? I think the gang did. Uh, I'm not
1: remembering it exactly. Uh, I was – I checked out a little bit after Paula Creed's trainer died. <laughs> it like,
0: was, you was like – It was
1: the last – Cause he was like the character I actually liked. Cause he, I, I, I don't know, I just didn't feel the other characters brought life. I, you liked him more. I, you liked him yeah. more
0: than uh, the other inmate guy, right? Yeah.
1: I felt he was trying too hard. Mm. I don't know. It,
0: yeah, I, I, I was, I was, uh, I hated the fact that they killed him to, uh, you know. I just hated the fact that they killed him. Uh, to me, the movie ends of such a, uh, just like a. It's not a sour note. Like they, they they survive, <laughs> cause other cops show up and then like yeah. clear out the gang members and all that stuff, and then like the lady, they said we have a stretcher for you, ma'am, and she's like, you know, no, and she just walks out, and then like you know they don't cuff the guy and the last one walk out. It just, I mean, at the end of the day, he's still in prison. He's still in jail. Yeah. I
1: mean, that one scene, they they called the cops. The cops were coming, but they, it was, everything was clear. You know, the gangs disappeared like in thin air. And they couldn't find it. It's like, where's, it, where's everybody at? They called us in, and there's nobody on the streets or anything. It's like, this place looks fine, you know. Uh, I was like. No, that's just – it's not plausible. I mean, yeah. so many gang members that showed up there. It's just not. I mean – but I don't know. It's just – I felt he wanted to make a Night of Living Dead movie without zombies. That <laughs> was my final thoughts on it. And I, yeah. John's capable of more than that. He, he
0: just, All right, well it, – it, it, it just hurt me. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying. Well, we're going to go ahead, because there's not much more to talk about the film, honestly. Uh, we're going to go ahead and give our uh, markouts on the markout meter. Uh, for those that are just now seeing this and, uh, you know, catching our show, we this is our 73rd episode, right? 72nd. 72nd, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, So if you hadn't seen or heard any of our previous stuff, uh, check us out on anchor.fm uh also we're on spotify and other little platforms as well just google mark out movie podcast and you'll find us but uh we have a mark out meter where we rate stuff from uh one star to five stars uh to see whether or not we like the films and so for this movie i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it three stars uh which is a fresh score, um, I give it three, and I'll give it no more because it, it, cause this is doesn't hold up. Um, we didn't even really re- re- do that, but uh, it doesn't hold up. And uh, I'm looking at my son, man. He's just crazy <laughs> that he's having it around me. But, just the expressions uh, you got on you, man. It's, it's, it's just,
1: something. But, uh, it's, it's, it's
0: something. It's something, all right, but uh, it doesn't hold up. Uh, it just is a, um, a lot of stuff wouldn't fly today. Um, and uh, John is one of my favorite uh, directors and the score is great. Uh, and some of the action sequences was good, but after after a bit it just was always the same thing, like just the same type of Things happening, you know, it's just shoot at people getting shot at, shot at, shot at, shot at. It's just, it just was a constant thing, and for that, I can't give it. I can't give it four or five. So, but I would give it three stars.
1: This hurt Aaron. I believe it hurt Aaron to give it just three, because John is your favorite, all time favorite. I've heard you say it many times. It is. Uh, so for me. I'm going to give it a 2.5. Uh, I was disappointed. Uh, it Man, it just, it hurt. <laughs> it just hurt. Because uh, I know he's much, and he proved he was capable of more. I think the story is what hurts for me. Now, he, he, he's proved he's capable of more. He proved that with Halloween. He, he proved it with the Elvis TV movie. He, he could do more. He could tell a, you know a better story than
0: this um <laughs> the, the eyes of uh laura mars i mean he's he's done plenty of things um uh, he's actually did uh um i think it's called strings of our hearts i believe what's the movie with uh i say is it meryl streep or somebody it's like uh and it's not a horror movie it was like more of a uh drama film you know so you know carpenter yeah carpenter is bigger than people he's not just halloween for people to think oh he's just Halloween. The guy's not just Halloween. But he's he has an eye yeah. for horror. Uh but I think oh, he does. I think his action films don't always add up to like say his horror films. Um I feel like like for the like Ghost of Mars, this I would consider vampires more action than horror. Um uh Yeah Vic, I guess you're right big big trouble in little china isn't so much action to me as uh big trouble in little china is to me more dark comedy um but but his action stuff Ghost of mars this saw the 13 escape from new york escape from la uh although escape from new york is probably the the best action film he has uh, in my opinion, although they live was really fun. So, but I don't think this is the same caliber of film is what I'm saying. My point yeah. is like this and ghost of Mars, like this type of plot, with those, like you stated before, they're very similar plots. And those are probably the weakest, two weakest films in his catalog to me. Uh, it's just in my opinion. Yeah.
1: I mean, I love ghost of Mars. I, I mean, I don't I wouldn't say I love it. I think it's a fun movie. Uh, that's about all, I will say. Uh, I just have fun with it. Um,
0: I liked it more than but, this. I like Ghost Martin more than this. Oh, episode. I
1: did too. Uh, but as far as, like, action films he's done, I would – you mentioned vampires. I'm a big fan of that. Um, I haven't seen Escape from New York. Uh, I haven't seen – I've seen Escape from L.A. I liked it at the time.
0: How are you going to see it backwards, man?
1: I didn't know it was a sequel uh, back then. Uh I, I I hadn't seen a lot of early Kurt Russell films. Um, so, I saw Escape from L.A. I bought it on Promstar, actually. I rented it on Promstar. I, I liked it. I didn't know it, it was a, a franchise or anything. I, was, I like this snake guy.
0: He's cool. Snake Pliskin.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I learned later, like a year or two later, it was a sequel to New York. I just, I've
0: never seen it. I have it. Never seen it. And it's on Shutter right now. It is, but I have it <laughs> on Blu-ray. <laughs> I don't have it on Blu-ray. I did have it on VHS, but, uh, but you know, I didn't, not all, and I said this before, not all of my Carpenter films uh, went to DVD for me. Some of them stayed on Blu-ray, uh, VHS. Not everything transferred to DVD and even less of them. Transferred the uh, Blu-ray. Like I have Halloween on Blu-ray. I'm trying to think of my Carpenter stuff. That's all I have is the you know Halloween the stuff. Uh, not on Blu-ray. I have it on DVD still. It's a signed copy, but I just uh, I don't have it on Blu-ray. It's just not not every I, like at that point in Blu-rays. I was like, i was mainly trying to get stuff I don't have yet. Uh, yeah. But then as always, an exception for Halloween because that's my my favorite one. So yeah. I'm always willing to buy another Halloween. I own at this point maybe five copies of Halloween, just different, Good Lord. just various um, uh, special special features and stuff like that. Just it is what it is, man.
1: It is. It is what it is, and it is. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it is. <laughs> uh, my favorite ones
1: will always be the thing. Uh, I love the monster aspect to it. Uh, the, the the paranoia. Act aspect to it. Kurt Russell, Keith David, you know, I, I, man, that movie for me is, it don't get no better.
0: Wilfer Brimley's oh, in the movie? Wilfer Brimley? Yeah. Um, also, well, well, you know, and I will say this. I did, actually, I'm one of the few people that actually liked the prequel to the thing as well. I, I, thought, it, I thought it, even though I wish that they would have went practical with the effects like yeah. Carpenter did, um, but uh, they went CG CGI and it doesn't look as good as it did with the practical stuff. Uh but I love that they did they did a good job like like stitching stitching two movies together to uh make this one film and um that aspect I really enjoyed, you know what I mean? Um, I do, yeah and, and, and so to this day I will say that like, I have no hard feelings for uh, the thing remake, uh, uh, prequel remake, pre-make, I would say, pre-make. Um, but it it was fun, man. Um, and that's w- probably one of the only Carpenter remakes I can think of that I really, actually, really dig. Although I did, at the time, enjoy Halloween, uh, Zombies Halloween. Um Rob Zombie. But, yeah, no people. No people don't like to talk about his films, uh, but the hey, first I'll talk Halloween, about three of them. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I liked Halloween. Um, well, actually, he has more than that. He has thirty-one.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, he has uh, other films, but the ones that the one that I like the most Rob Zombie film that I, I like uh, is uh, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. To me, it, it is the definitive Rob Zombie film.
1: Uh, I think he's a one-trick pony.
0: <laughs> I think that's the only type of movie he can make that's his good. Grindhouse type of yeah. Uh, yeah. hillbilly psychopath type of film. Yeah,
1: yeah. 31's like that, too. Uh, I haven't seen The Witch, whatever that. Whatever yeah, I haven't film, seen that. I haven't seen that. Uh, but the ones I have seen, it just, he, he can't, I don't know, the his, his wife is too involved. You know, he puts her in everything and makes her a star. And it just, come on, cast some other people. There's other actors feel, out there.
0: I, I feel the same way about Tim Burton and, uh, 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 what's her name? Michelle Bonaparte or whatever. Uh, what's her name? She's in literally every Tim Burton There's movie. There's
1: a Selena something. I mean, I'm not familiar oh. with
0: the people he, I know one, Johnny Depp's one, but yeah, I, the one that's, him too, but. Like, like the that, it's his it's his girlfriend. I forget her name. Okay, but the she's in literally like everything. She she's in like
1: maybe she can't get work outside of
0: working. But she, but honestly, in uh, in film, she was uh, really good. Like in uh, in Lady Jane, she was a young young actress at the time when she played in it. She was really good in that film, and she's been good in other stuff. But I think now that they just she just relies on Tim Burton for. Rose and just like Depp does, and just like, um, you know, other people that just like, but everybody that hangs out with Adam Sandler, they're like, Hey, Adam, you making another movie? Put me in it, you know,
1: and he will because Adam's cool like that. (laughs) I mean,
0: but yeah, uh, but ultimately, uh, does the film hold up? Is the question that we asked, and I would say that it doesn't. Um, d do, I don't think that holds up today to like like you you, you can't do you can't shoot kid, shoot kids in films like that. Oh well actually in Halloween, you know, obviously there there was that scene. Um Yeah. But um but they took the innocence from the kid because the kid uh, you know, shoots uh fake Loomis <laughs> Um and then Michael takes them out. But you know, um so I don't think that but I don't think that every aspect of this like I don't think that you can release this movie in theaters today and people will watch for an hour or so and be like, Man, yeah, I'm glad that I stayed to watch all of this, you know. I think that they would get bored fairly quickly. Um that's just my, my my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think most people would get bored with it. Um they have short attention spans these days. Uh so Yeah, I would say most would. Um, I'm going to go if it doesn't hold up either, but, you know, if it was another director, I'd probably give him a pass. It's just that it's Carpenter, and I just suspected more, I guess. And maybe it's not fair to say because this was, like,
0: early in his career. Yeah, that's what Um, I was going to
1: say. So maybe it's not fair to say that, but, you
0: know. I mean, I think maybe at this point he was still trying to – to defend Carpenter. Uh, I'd say that he was probably trying to find his footing. Yeah. He was Because he made, uh, um, I forget the student film they made about space. I forget the name of it. Um, uh, but then he made, uh, uh, the, you know, the Elvis movie, The Eyes of War, Mars, things like that. But then uh, I would say that this was his first major studio release film. Yeah, it probably was. And, and, um, and then Halloween was Halloween was seventy eight, right? Yeah. This was seventy six. So uh I would say that Halloween was the first one that he the in his first real end of, like him making this movie funded him to be able to do Halloween, I would say. Yeah.
1: Well he had a good help making Halloween. Uh I can't remember the name of the funder, but uh I know he got. I know Halloween.
0: Uh, Mustafa Khan,
1: maybe, maybe it was him. Uh, I want to say it was someone else, but I know Halloween funded the Fog and the
0: Thing, and you know, it it just made him, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I think that's why we all credited Halloween as, even though it's not technically his first film, uh, that's why we credit that as his most defining film that kind of yeah. kind of launched him to being carpenter and and now everybody emulates carpenter stuff in in some regards to not everybody but I'm saying like michael Mike 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 uh, Mike, uh Flanagan and people like that kind of mimic him in some some regards you know but yeah. uh, but I think that um just like George Romero he I, I, now I don't know if he made movies before night. Um, of the Living Dead, but I know Night of the Living Dead is his most defining film, and that's what's bad for him is people started with that and, and like, oh man, what are you gonna do? But then to me, Dawn of the Dead surpassed Night, and then, uh, and then it was for me down here from there. I'm not a big, I like I have Day of the Dead, but I'm not a huge Day of the Dead fan at all. Like I've never really been able to get into it, um, but I did like yeah. Land of the Dead. Uh, and, but that's not, but he has more stuff. He had monkey shine. He has, <laughs> he has the crazies. He had more stuff other than those movies, but you know, just like Carpenter creep man, show he, too, right? Yeah. Did he do creep show? He did creep show. And then uh, Carpenter has more yeah. than just Halloween, but I think that Sodom Precinct 13 was just him trying to find his style, maybe to see what he's going to do. And uh, and it was more of an homage to Romero. You could tell that he looked yeah. up to Romero because Romero was guerrilla shooting too. He's just <laughs> he went, let's shoot it, you know. And you know Romero would be like, let's shoot everything. Yeah, I get multiple takes of it, and then we'll I cut it together. It's just meticulous. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm a huge Carpenter fan. I'm a huge Romero fan, and uh. And I'm not going to put – I will say that it's probably one of his weaker work, but it's only because he was so young in in the game of doing – of directing at that point. It's just in my my opinion. I understand. So, you all right? Yeah, so I'm good?
1: good. Yeah, I'm good. good. That's good.
0: That's good. Yeah, all right.
1: Well, well, I guess that's the end of it. Do you want to promote next week's episode?
0: Uh, Yeah. Next week would be uh, versus mode. Uh, Death Wish uh, the uh, original one with uh, Charles Bronson versus the Bruce Willis film that it's more critically panned but I dig it so yeah we're gonna I haven't seen
1: the Bruce Willis version but I you have to remind me where I can watch Death Wish
0: Uh, both both are on Prime okay yeah all right. All right. Well, in the meantime and in between time, Aaron Whitlow,
1: Brandon Spivey here.
0: Yeah, and go ahead. You can close it out.
1: And we uh, appreciate you marking out with us today. That is Aaron's catchphrase. He always closes out with that. We appreciate all the viewers, all the listeners on Anchor. Uh, thank you for marking out.
0: Thank you.